everyone thanks for joining us for let's talk recovery my name's aaron and this is caleb we're just grateful just to be with you guys today and we want to thank you for joining us on cedar points um fastest growing podcast where we are real raw um what was it uh relational, <laughs> relational. yeah see i'm just like blanking out and sometimes irreverent i know we were um, just talking about how the the effects of aging are affecting us before yeah. we started recording and and yet another way in which it's affecting Aaron yeah so. I, just, I just don't even know what's going on today um but <laughs> why, uh, am I? why am I here what's going on <laughs> oh man um but uh check us out on social media Facebook Instagram YouTube wherever you scroll um and uh, be sure to like share this um even if it's poking fun at me and you're like hey look at this moron on here he can't do anything whatever it is I don't care as long, long even as even more so if you're poking fun at Aaron yeah definitely a review or something like that. you know i don't know what it is since i've shaved my head i mean my my mind doesn't seem to work right so oh, don't yeah, even just... start with that <laughs> it's just this, this allows me. more oxygen to the brain if there's no hair blocking you know uh, that's that's a true thing yeah it is um but uh we are um Last week, if you didn't get a chance to check that out, there was an issue on YouTube. It didn't go out on YouTube. So if you typically watch on YouTube, you're like, what happened? That, that, that was me. I, I totally um, thought it had went through. It hadn't. So it didn't go out till uh, Monday, I think. And so check it out. It, it's up there. Um, it, was a, it was a good episode. And um, man, like and share that. Again, sometimes when we miss those deadlines or I mess something up like that, um, obviously, it impacts the amount of users um, and viewers. So um, go back, check that out. Um, but today, we're going to talk about um, the four keys to recovery. And so these individually are, are topics we've talked about, um, but it's something we want to do kind of collectively as if you're, you know, getting started on um, a, a journey, trying to change some things about your life, your circumstances. You know, what are four areas of focus that we can kind of just do an overview on that says, you know, if you you invest in this, um, you, you're absolutely, we guarantee you, you're going to have momentum forward in a positive manner. Um, and so we're going to just spend a little bit of time again, just talking about just four different areas you can focus on. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Throw it just over. Throw it. Well, you know, I just was rambling a lot, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. So, what else is new? I mean, this is. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's talk about number one. Number one is um, health. Um, Does this made sense to give it to you. I mean, you're the you're, you're the only one with like a college degree here. I yeah. Mean, I'm not even qualified to talk about health. <laughs> not to mention you're in healthcare. So that's true. <laughs> Um, so health, and so we we, we kind of broke this down into to three different areas. Um, obviously, being a um, Christian recovery program here, we're going to talk about spiritual health. So, you know, getting your spiritual house in order uh, is going to help uh, with your recovery, and so um, that means you know um, having a belief in in God, and that's um, you know uh, what AA and NA, you know, that's that. that they do the um, the higher power kind of thing, but um, we're not believers in that. We're believers in um, the God of the universe and Jesus Christ as a son. And um, <clears throat> because of the, and the reason that's, we, we, we find that's important is that, you know, when if if you decide what your higher power is, then you can decide what that higher power looks like. And typically that higher power looks a lot like you. And um, that, that higher power is okay with you doing the things you want to do and not okay with doing the things that you didn't want to do in the first place. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to override a God that you made yourself, right? And so um, having a God that exists outside of you, that has expectations on your life and, and grants you purpose and value um, and, you know, is a, a God of love uh, is, is going to make a, a huge difference in your recovery journey. And so, um, you know, kind of re-engaging with the spiritual side of who you are uh, is is an vitally important and, and to understand that you do have you know you are valued you are loved you know a lot of people coming out of um, coming out of addiction they um you know that they, they come from broken homes or, or, or struggle with feelings of value or worth and um you know people aren't always the best place to go to uh, for those kinds of things for those affirmations for you know feeling worthy or feeling valued but God is, you know, because God made you and God, God does love you and God does value and uh, God does give us purpose. And um, so, so engaging with that, uh, what's the saying that we are, um, we're not, ha we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having human experience. And, right. um, <clears throat> you know, so, so again, re-engaging with the spiritual side of your, you know, a spiritual health 
redeveloping that, getting into your word, to the Bible, starting to pray, um, starting to attend church on a regular basis, and starting to be around people, um, uh, Christians who are, are loving and supporting uh, you and your journey. And those things are all super important, uh, starting back on recovery. Yeah, you know, and being a Christ-centered recovery program, like Caleb said, I mean, this to us is um, ground zero. It's kind of your starting point. You know, 2 Corinthians 5 uh, and verse, uh, starting in verse 16, it says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Now, one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Uh, you know, a lot of times we approach our, our lives from that human point of view. You know, we have to realize um, scripture tells us that we're not citizens of this place, right? Um, as Christians, we're we're citizens of, of heaven. In verse 17, this says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ um, has become a new person. The old life is gone. New life has begun. And so it's not, you know, saying that, you know, as you come into faith that your um, your identity, you know, from a human standpoint has changed or, you know, you're reborn as an infant physically. Um, but there's a spiritual rebirth that takes place. And so it's so important to stop there or not stop there, start there um, with uh, with that spiritual rebirth. Like that's necessary. And as you're reborn spiritually, it impacts, you know, the other areas, your your thoughts, your desires, um, your motivations, um, everything. We go through a process called sanctification. Um, but so you start with that spiritual rebirth and then you have to make sure that you're spiritually healthy. Um you know, we're, we're triune beings and we'll talk about the other part, but one of those parts is spiritual. And just like you need to feed your physical body and, and you need, um, you know, good mental health, you need good spiritual health, right? What what substance um, are you, you bringing in? Um, what's your sustenance there? And so, you know, spending time in God's word, spending time in God's presence and you know, prayer and worship are all investments just like I need to, to breathe air and I need to eat food. Um, I need to decompress, <laughs> you know, um, all of these things over here. It's so important to make the same type of investment in your spirit um, because if you're if you're not, then it's it's dying. Right? It's um, it's malnourished and it's not a good thing. And if you're trying to move forward um, in in the, the plan and the purpose of and the will of God in your recovery and you made no investment there, you'll fail. 10 times out of 10, you're going to fail. Um, so when it comes to health, it's it's so important <clears throat> that one of your primary focuses is being healthy spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. So then, <clears throat> sorry, the next act, um, aspect of health we're talking about is physical. Um, so physical health matters uh, a lot. And, you know, sometimes we, especially, you know, um, us being, you know, kind of a, not kind of, being a Christian recovery ministry, you know, we focus a lot on the spiritual side, the mental side, but we don't talk, you know, we don't do too much as far as the physical side. You know, people don't show up on a Monday and we do jumping jacks. Or anything like that. Well, we're also in <clears throat> Oklahoma, yeah, one of true. the most obese states in the in the country and true. you know one of the most physically unhealthy mm. <laughs> places to yeah. be on the planet well and we're also we also struggle with uh you know we have super high uh, depression rates and, yeah. and i'm sure those things aren't connected at all um <laughs> but uh but yeah our physical health m matters a lot and um especially in the in the world of recovery um we really don't Put an emphasis well it, i mean it's not even there i could go on we could this could be a whole podcast by itself because i could talk about it forever but um our, our physical health there is so much more than you know we we just think that um you know exercising and eating right just helps us look good maybe makes us feel feel kind of good but um there, it is so much more complex than that and that um you know the the, the things that we you know, just eating a certain type of food, this is how food becomes addictive. Eating a t certain type of food, um, especially, you know, high fat, high sugar uh, foods, they, they, they trigger certain areas in our brains, similar areas that um, drugs do. And, and through that, it releases different chemicals within our body. And we get used to filling those chemicals and those hormones at certain levels because of the things we eat. And so that's why it's so hard to break that habit sometimes and try to eat healthy um, is that your body gets used to that. And once it's once you try to change it, it, um, you know, your body kind of revolts because like we've talked many times before is that your body doesn't care if you're if you're healthy or not. What it cares about is staying the same. And so if your body's used to that level of those hormones and that, you know, that sugar hit and, and those kinds of things, your body's going to want to stay that way. And that's why it's so hard to make changes to start when you start eating healthy your body's just like you 
you're like, this is awful. I hate this because you're, 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 there's a hormonal changes that are happening. There's changes happening in your brain and your body doesn't like that. And, but if you do start focusing on your health and you do start exercising on a regular basis, you know, you start to release a lot of naturally feel good hormones. Um, you start to think clearer. Um, you, you're more positive. Um, there, I mean, the, I remember reading an article one time um, talking about basically it, it started off with like there was this pill and it has all these effects and all the effects were, you know, made you feel good, was, you know, was good for your heart, good for you. And basically it was just this laundry list of everything you could ever want in a pill. And what, what they were talking about was exercise and those are the effects that exercise has on our body. Witchcraft. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, I'm out, you know, <laughs> but um, we, we could do so much for so many people by if, if we did focus on exercise and eating, eating right, um, it, it does wonders for people's mental health, um, and obviously your physical health, but, uh, just, and I mean, there's so many other benefits, side benefits from that, like, um, you know, physically training, um, gives you goals to shoot for, gives you a purpose, gives you, um, something to work towards, um, a sense of achievement when you've done that thing. You know, I try to encourage as many people as I can to, um, do a 5k because it's, it's something that's very, you know, it sound when you first get into it, it sounds like it's really hard for some people, you know, some people think I, I could never do that, but it's something that's very achievable for almost everybody. And it's something that will give you a sense of accomplishment and help you build momentum when it comes to your health. And it gives you a goal to work towards, um, that's not too far out, you know, like it's not like telling somebody you should go do an Ironman. That's like, you know, a year of training. It's, you can do a, a 5k in eight weeks, you know, if you've done nothing, like go from couch to 5k in, in eight weeks. So, um, because there's so many just side benefits to doing those kinds of things, but I can't overemphasize how much our physical health really matters. Yeah. And, and I can say from the standpoint of somebody who was never, um, into fitness <laughs> um, and never into exercising, I, I didn't have a routine. Um, you know, I was growing up, I was, I was an active kid. I wasn't overweight or anything, but I wasn't disciplined in it, even playing sports. And I spent time in the weight room. I didn't do any of that. Um, and then as I got older, it was not ever anything that I invested in or did. Um, but in this season of life, as I've, um, one, it was hard <laughs> to, to get into something and create new habits. Um, but, you know, these benefits that, um, that Kayla's talking about are, are real. You know, I, I feel better mentally um you know i i feel better physically but you know i just i just feel better you know it's it does help your mood all, all of those things are legitimate and i remember being on the other side so you may be listening right now and be like yeah man those guys are just full of crap they just you know, yeah. <laughs> you know they's a liar the liar it sucks i've ran before it's miserable i'll be honest run it's still miserable for me i hate it all the time <laughs> every time i go on a jog i'm thinking to myself i should just quit right now you know i should just give up just roll over and die um and so in the moment it's terrible sometimes <laughs> but um on the other end of it you know it's it feels good and as you achieve those goals as you make progress as you see results you know it, it helps with with all of those things it's been uh, a great investment in my life um i i really cup couple it with uh with the uh the spiritual growth um i'm really weird oftentimes in the gym um i'm, I'm listening to sermons or uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> theological um uh, what do you call it uh not sermons uh when they teach they kind of teach weird <laughs> i can't think of it i don't, I don't know, know i'm drawing such a blank today Anyways, so my kids make fun of me because like, Dad, this is so boring. I mean, how do you like run and exercise to this? <laughs> so, but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, I'm gonna make this investment, and it, it just uh, I invest in both areas, and it's been been one of the greatest things I've done in my life recently. Yeah, well, you know, you're talking about that, uh, um, you know, hating running, and um, this is a, it's somebody who does endurance sports. Uh, done it for a while and always get that well I, I would do it I just I can't get motivated to do it and I've talked about it before I said you don't that that's a that's a lie or a myth yeah. that you get a, you're, you know that people who do it on a regular basis are motivated I there's many a time and especially over the summer when it's a bajillion degrees um, <laughs> we have a treadmill in our house but it's not really rated for someone of my size <laughs> so you know if I if I'm on there for 45 minutes or longer there starts to be this electrical burning smell like <laughs> but um 
I, you know, I'm not motivated a lot. Uh, and that's the thing is like, you don't, don't wait to be motivated. You just go do it, you know, you know, and sometimes it sucks. It does. You're just out there. You're like, Oh, this, this stinks. I'd much rather be inside watching Netflix and you know, um, that, but you know, the, 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 all the benefit, you know, I think about all the things I, that I'm trying to achieve. You know, I think about my next race, how fast do I, you know, I want to go at a certain speed where I want to be healthy. I want to be around and be healthy for my grandkids. I start to think of those long-term goals that, um, that this short-term suffering is going to give me. And, you know, then I just go do it. You know, it's the same way. And I'll put on, um, you know, it depends on the suffering, how bad of a run it is. Like if it's an easy, you know, if I'm doing an easy run or workout, like then I'll something I can listen to, a, you know, a podcast or whatever. But if it's going to be suffering, then it's just straight, you know, like hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, you know, and, and, it, and again, health doesn't mean you have to, you know, uh, develop a six pack abs and, and, and eat nothing but kale salads and, and that kind of stuff like the the effects that people would experience just by losing 10 pounds would be quite significant and so i think we need to recalibrate kind of what our expectations are when it comes to health um, i'm not saying you have to give up every you know going out and, and, and doing that to, i obviously don't because i mean i'm i'm not exactly you know <laughs> well, I have it either. So. so, I mean, but the 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 benefits of again regular physical activity, eating healthier, trying to drop. Like I said, if you just try to drop ten percent of your body weight, like the the, the health benefits you're going to experience are going to be significant. So, um, you don't need to become an Instagram model. You just need to, to to actually think about your health and do something proactive with it, and that will help, or your physical health, and that will help make a, a large difference for you so yeah. um the next area in health that we want to talk about is mental your mental health so you know we've we've touched on this i think quite a few times in in um, our podcast and that you know the mental health side of things in the church sometimes gets a bad rap as far as like what the, the extent of what treatment looks like right you know sometimes we're like well you should just pray more or you just need to have more faith it's like, no, sometimes you need to go get counseling. Sometimes you need to go get, um, you know, some, some medication to help because there's some sort of hormonal imbalance or, you know, there's a chemical imbalance inside your brain, um, either as a result of doing, you know, years and years of drugs or maybe you're doing the drugs because of the chemical imbalance and there's a, a better way to do, you know, the some medications would, would treat that without damaging the other areas of your brain, like, you know, meth will. Um, so there's no, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be a stigma around seeking out the medical help or the mental help you need in order to make a significant difference for yourself. So if it's counseling, go get counseling. If it's, you know, like I said, a medication, um, you, you know, we're not going to pray away bipolar, right? If, if that's a, if that's a, if you got a significant, case of that like you, you need to get that taken care of um so you can function and and not um just be constantly suffering as you're trying to navigate society with a, a brain that maybe is not functioning the way it's supposed to yeah um and again you know i want to go back to we we are triune right there's there's three parts and, and all three parts are um are necessary um to to who we are right where god wouldn't have created us that way um, and it's it's necessary that we make investments um, to their health. And so, you know, when we talk about the the mental, you know, our, our our mind, our will, our emotions, making sure that we're making the investments in those things, counseling is incredibly important. I I often talk through things with people, uh, whatever it is I'm I'm navigating, um, especially if I'm struggling. Uh, it's wisdom to go and and seek. Um, somebody that that I trust that I know loves me that will make an investment in me um, I don't you know in the season of life I'm not seeing a psychiatrist but if I needed to I would you know it's making those investments to make sure our minds good um, one of the big things for me recently especially mentally is making sure that I take time um, just to decompress um, one of the reasons I got into physical activity for me, the physical activity helps me to decompress, to disengage mentally, right? Rather than going 90 to nothing, all gas, no brakes, you know, 
I, I pull away and I have some alone time. Um, if it's, you know, mountain biking or road biking or, or swimming, I'm, it's just time to, you know, I'm killing two birds with one stone mm-hmm. there. It's, it's phenomenal. And so making sure that our, our mental state is healthy again, break away from the stigma. It's, it's nonsense. If somebody's told you, you know, the stuff that Caleb touched on that you just don't have enough faith or you just need to pray. Um, and, and that's it. Uh, you do need to pray, you know, right. God's word says, you know, pray about everything. Um, but um, God's place people in our lives. God's word also says, you know, confess your sins to one and those who may be healed. So yeah. um, talking to people too is, is obviously biblical. So don't let somebody convince you that it's not. Um, make sure you make that investment in your mental health. And so again, you've got the, the spiritual, physical, mental um, are those three areas that, that we make an investment in in our recovery. If you, whatever it is you're navigating and overcoming, you've got to make sure that you're focusing on all of those. So often we see people come to our programs or even the men's house and they neglect one of these areas, they pay for it down the road. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and I, I do want to clarify on that as far as the, um, you know, prayer is obviously good. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that's, we don't need to do that. Well, it sounded but, like you were. Yeah. No, no I mean, I know that's, that's not what I, um, I know I probably didn't come across that way, but I'm just saying the, um, I, I just find it interesting that typically the people that, that get on that case about, well, you just need more faith. We, they act like your brain is not a part of your body yeah. that you don't have, like, it's not a physical organ inside of you. And it's like, okay, the same person who's telling you to pray away your depression is, is in between doctor visits to go get their metformin for their diabetes. You know, yeah. it's like, why don't you just pray away that too? Um, you know, well, it's, it's a medical, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the same, you know, pathology kind of as, as far as, you know, this organ is not producing the thing that it needs to produce in order for you to function correctly. So, um, that's one thing. And, you know, one of the aspects of mental health that I'm going to talk about that we don't ever talk about before is one, you know, if, if, if we're having a, a brain that's not functioning correctly, we need to go do something about it. But two, um, another aspect of mental health that is definitely, I think, uh, lacking these days is, is uh, lack of engagement, you know. So just like our muscles um, will atrophy if we don't use them, right, use it or lose it, our brain does the same thing. And, um, you know, when we spend all day scrolling on our phones, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm listening. Uh, yeah. We're scrolling on our phones, on social media, on Netflix, watching, you know, binge watching whatever our show is or whatever. We, we don't engage our brains. And, and the thing is, your brain, the way your brain functions is that, you know, it's got a bunch of different areas that do different things. And <clears throat> the more you use certain areas or the more you use areas in conjunction with each other, the more your, your brain starts to build connections between those two areas. And the more you do that, the more um, those areas, you know, they... Um, the, those connections strengthen your brain makes again it's just like a muscle the more i lift the more i do bicep curls the, you know as long as i continue to increase the resistance the more my, my biceps are going to strengthen my body is going to increase the strength of the muscle fibers in that muscle and it's going to and it's going to improve our brains the same way <clears throat> excuse me and the, the more we use these areas and we use them and they they work together the, the stronger those connections are going to be and they're going to 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 fire impulses faster faster and our brain is going to work better, and um, so 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 exercise your brain from time to time too. That's that's part of mental health, helping your brain to function better. It's like, you know, if you drive drove a car and never changed the oil, right? It's, it'll still work for a little while, but as the longer you drive it, without you know making sure it's being taken care of, it's going to eventually start to break down. And I think that's happening a lot nowadays. We just don't engage our brains very much, and so I think that's part of mental health too. Is you know, read a book. What? Do something. Do something to, to challenge your brain. You know, get your face out of screens all the time. What is a statistic like? <laughs> what percent of the Americans don't read a book after high school? It's it's like ninety eight percent. It's abysmal. Yeah. It's insane. How many people don't read a, a single book the rest of their 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 lives after right. high school? It's it's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, like, go go do some. Engage your brain. Take take up a hobby. Um, that again, that helps you kind of like exercise as far as like helps you decompress, take, uh, take, you know, helps you relieve stress, um, you know, uh, all sorts of things, do a hobby, but it also, again, it, it challenges different areas of your brain. So it's not going to atrophy and become weak. Um, so, so that's part of mental health that we, we, we definitely neglect is, 
actually engaging your brain. And no, I'm not talking about play a game on your phone either. That's Candy Crush. Yeah, that's not not engaging your brain. But sugar any, rush. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I would encourage you if you're not doing something like that, if you don't have a hobby, if you're not reading a book, if you don't, you know, set a. I do that. I set a, a goal each year to read a certain number of books. Um, this year I'm, I'm failing miserably, but I'm still way ahead of the average American <laughs> number of books read uh, for the year. So, um, but yeah, you know, th this is part of our body too up here in, 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 in between our ears and uh, we need to use it every now and then. Yeah. All right. So that is health. Health is number key number one um, for our recovery. And the number two is our home. I'm going to do like you did me and just throw it to you. Yeah. Um, so... You know, we talk about a home life. We need a, a stable place to thrive. Um, it's this is not um, just a you know Christian thing. I mean, it's it's undisputed that in order to th th uh, thrive and what we're doing, we need a, a stable place and um, get out of the trap house. Um, <laughs> you know, stop shacking up with with whoever you're fornicating with. Um, and really seek to the society says that's okay yeah so it must be. <laughs> really seek to develop a stable safe home environment um and you know it even if you can't change where you live right now um i've been to some of your houses clean up and run a vacuum it's, it's okay <laughs> it's okay to do dishes right just to, to clean up the environment you're in um you know, use some of those Glade plugins. Um, I'll buy them for you if you need it. You know, some uh, little aroma therapy going on. Stay from, away from the the witchcraft essential oils. But, um, <laughs> uh, but just just the environment we're in, where we lay our head down at night, it, it matters. Um, I've I've run across people who convince themselves that you know they can go. Because they don't want to be held accountable or they don't like certain rules or certain aspects. They, they leave where they're at um, just so they can do what they want to do. And they sacrifice this type of environment and they wonder why they fail. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things we run into, um, in, you know, running the recovery ministry is people out of addiction. It's just there's so much chaos in their life, you know, and, and one of the ways to help. And, you know, and this is one of the reasons. Um, you know, when we started getting involved with recovery ministry was that uh, we wanted it ran well. We wanted it to be organized because there's so much chaos in, in like I said, an addict's life that when they show up here, we don't, we don't want to add to that. We want stability. We want them to come and be able to expect things to go well. And um, that is one thing that you can control if you are, um, uh, you know, coming out of addiction, trying to get, you know, on the, on the road to recovery is to control your home environment you know start to like Aaron talked about start to to pick up you know that's one of the things that um in uh, 12 rules for, for life uh, by Jordan Peterson which is a good book I would recommend you read it um one of the things he talks about is the first thing you should make your bed which I don't make my bed because I don't see the point of that as far as like but the the premise behind what he's talking about is starting your day off with a victory kind of basically is you know you're doing something to to improve order to cause order in your life and, um, you know, so maybe it's not making your bed, but maybe it's picking up your, your clothes and putting them in the hamper or, or yeah. you know, organizing your, your side table or, or um, you know, putting the, after you're done eating, putting your, you know, dishes into the dishwasher instead of just letting them pile up all over the counter. I mean, just simple things to, to, to accomplish something small. It builds momentum. It helps with stability. It helps with the smell. <laughs> Not, you know, I'm mainly talking to the guys. Um, but, but yeah, you know, having a stable home life. And then, yeah, and then obviously uh, the people that you're filling your home with, you know. Um, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a married relationship and you're, um, you've got kids, what kind of home are you providing for those kids? Is it stable? Are you and, you know, are you and the spouse fighting all the time in front of them and yelling and all that kind of thing. If, if that's the case, we need to figure out a way to, to, to knock that off. We need to provide them with a stable home. We need to get counseling so we can learn how to have conflicts that are productive and not destructive. Um, uh, but, but, you know, even like I said, even if it's just you, there are ways to, to create a home that is stable to help improve, um, like I said, maybe a sense of control in your life. 
to help improve um, the sense of accomplishing something. Again, just starting off, what it makes a huge difference to just start off and you know start just picking up after yourself. Like it seems like we're trying to be your mother, but it's no. It, it gives you a sense of like I'm if my house is picked up, then you know uh, I'm not mess right if my house yeah. isn't a mess i'm not a mess kind of thing and, and it, it like i said it b- builds some momentum it's a simple thing to start to do to, to to get a sense of accomplishment to say look if i can start to maybe pick up after myself maybe i can do something else so yeah you, um and i want to encourage you to check out maslow's hierarchy of needs um you know i was looking at it i was just kind of reminded of as we're on this topic it really applies to everything but um, you know, it's like psychological is kind of that first one. Safety is the secondary. Um, and so, again, look up Maslow's. We won't get into that right now. <laughs> it's a lot of content. Um, but um, it's it'll really speak to the necessity of, of this environment as you're progressing to what, what you need next in life um, right. and what you can pursue next in life. You look at studies, too, um, just kids who and, – and I'm not trying to – ridicule anyone i know we're all in different seasons but um the success of kids who whose parents rent versus own because <laughs> just the stability that is provided when you're jumping around from rental places which i've done in my life so again i'm not trying to judge anybody um to where there's a stable home and this is just where we live it's not even that it's got to be a big or nice house just knowing this is ours this is where we're at um that sense of security for children well the same is true for us as adults too is where you know again moving forward and whatever it is we're pursuing in our life as far as recovery goes yeah i mean that actually does make it i mean i mean i somebody who grew up in a trailer i was like you know my dad was we were trying to move you know and my dad's like well i'll just get another trailer i'm like dad i don't want it i want a house that doesn't have wheels i mean <laughs> not, and we didn't move but yeah. you know it's just the idea of the fact that it's like we could just roll this somewhere else yeah like as a kid as you know or a younger i was teen more when we were in that area when we were talking about moving and it was just like, no, I don't want a house with wheels on it. And I remember saying that to him. Like, Dad, yeah. I want a real house, you know. Um, stability. That's yeah. What remember stability, the stability. Yeah. yeah. I don't want somebody to <laughs> kick off the parking brake and we go rolling down the hill. I mean, not that that's how trailers work, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, <clears throat> but um, yeah. And, and uh, on that Maslow thing too, I mean, having a safe home, you know, especially if you've got kids but uh even for you if you're paranoid if you live in a sketchy area and you're always worried about you know something happening um it's gonna that's gonna that's gonna play on you you're gonna be stressed it's gonna cause anxiety um just getting out and finding a place that you can feel safe i mean that that's a big deal so uh so yeah so so what can you do to start improving your home situation that's that's key number two um moving on number three is purpose uh, this is something we talk about a lot is having a purpose. Um, you know, people who are in addiction, uh, a lot of times are just kind of drifting, right? And they're just, we're just coasting along the waves of, of life and um, just aimlessly. And uh, you really need to find a purpose. You need to find a purpose in, in what you do as far as like your occupation, purpose for life, you know. And obviously, again, as a Christian recovery ministry, we believe that purpose comes from God. And, um, you know, by earnestly seeking that, praying, um, getting in, your, in the word, um, trying to figure out what, you know, what, what has God gifted me with, uh, helped me to, uh, uh, has uniquely enabled me to do, be a way to say that. But what, what, what am I supposed to be doing in my life? You know, not, don't just exist. Don't just live here, and, you know, in this, this plane until... You, you know, we, we, we go on to whatever else, like, um, like I said, in, in, in addiction, we see that all the time. People are just like, oh, I don't know, I'm just here. I'm just, and that's, that's why they're stuck is because they don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Don't just, uh, take up oxygen and resources. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, that's not, that's not what we're called to. Uh, we are called to something more, um, you know, first off, you know, our lives it should, should glorify God. You know, it's about pursuing relationship with him. Um, and, and bringing glory and, and honor to God. That's that's the meaning of life here. Um, and, and in that, God's given us a purpose, though, and things to carry out, right? And those things glorify God. You know, your, your purpose, 
um, is is not to sit around and, and get stoned all day eating Doritos. It's there's something greater. And, and you laugh. I mean, there was a time in my life I thought that's what I was meant yeah, to do. Is no, I, I just laugh because I'm like, <laughs> now I can think of a couple of people. Right now. Yeah. Uh, so get stoned and eat, eat potato chips, you yeah. know. But it's we are created for something, and. I know, you know, for so long in my life, you know, I've pursued things and God's gifted me with different things and I would do them for career. Um, but I did them for, um, for myself, right. To, to elevate myself and to increase my finances and, and this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong, um, you know, per se with, with doing well. Um, but there was something wrong with the fact that God wasn't in any of that, you know? And when I began to make that shift, um, for me personally, this may not be true for you, but when I made that shift, I found out I was just doing the wrong thing anyways. <laughs> that I was supposed to do something totally different. Um, you may find out that you're supposed to do the same thing, but just to, to do it you know, unto God in, in all that you do. But it, either way, it's so much more fulfilling when, when God's attached to that. Your purpose is attached to God. It, it is. And if you're doing something, it's, it's, it's not. You haven't found it yet. And so when it comes to purpose, purpose brings fulfillment to our lives. It brings joy to our lives. It's going to help with the stability. It's it's going to help, you know, in my opinion, it helps feed all of those uh, physical, spiritual, mental. Um, it's it's an investment in those areas as well because, you know, it's, it's just it's inundated in every aspect of our, our lives that nothing is, um, in my opinion, nothing is completely um, detached from our purpose and and so we have to find that and and in that it's and it's so it's so good um that's not the word it really helps motivate me personally and what i'm doing um if you took my purpose away right now like if i didn't know it um i, I would struggle i think again in substance abuse i mean it's i need it i, I need to, i needed to know what i was supposed to do um and you know if, if you took my purpose away but if I didn't understand God's purpose in my marriage, how would I have a good marriage? If I didn't understand my purpose as it's connected to my children, how would I be a good father? I don't, I don't know. It, to me, it's so much, it's so clear now in this season of life. I don't know how I would accomplish those things without that being clear to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the thing is, too, sometimes with purpose, we, like Aaron was talking about, we, 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 um, trying to think of the word, we tie, you know, our purpose to like our career. Like you were talking about, you know, you like feel like I, you know, you're gifted to do something, you were doing it, and then you're like, well, this isn't even what I was supposed to do anyway. But sometimes, you know, our purpose can can exist outside of our career. Sometimes they can be in alignment with our career. You know, the thing is with that with career and purpose is that you don't sacrifice purpose for career, you know, and that if God calls you to do something that you, um, you know, it maybe it is something outside of what you do for a living, but as long as that living isn't interfering with what you call, you know, those things can live in harmony. Um, and sometimes, you know, they can even complement each other and that you, you know, because of the money you make at your career, you're able to, to do these things on the side that God's calling you to do. Um, but again, like I said, they can be completely, you know, uh, simpatico, you know, they, they run together and that they, you know, these, you know, these two things are, are one and the same. And that's, a, that's, a, that's the, the sweet spot to be in. Um, if you can, if, that's what happens for you but um you know it doesn't have to be don't feel bad or like less than if you're like well i you know i'm doing this job but i also you know this is my purpose over here i'm doing this thing at church or whatever it is you're doing serving on the side however that is like well i need to you know give up my job and become a hermit and do this whole thing it's like you don't have to do that that's not what we're saying what purpose means but um <clears throat> maybe it is too so <laughs> You know, and that's that's a tough thing to do. But, um, you know, just, again, pray. Start to seek God's purpose in your life. Find that reason to, to motivate yourself. Um, start by setting some goals. Goals give you purpose. I mean, and that, that, you know, these goals can be outside of whatever you feel that purpose is. You know, back to health, you know, set a goal to, to run a 5K or that gives you purpose as well. Um, it may not be your main purpose for existing. You know, my yeah. main purpose for existing is not to run a 5K, but... It gives you, you know, motivation and helps you to, to, to give you something to strive toward um, when it comes to your physical health. And, those, and um, like I talked about, I set a goal for reading a certain number of books that, that helps you, you know, that's a separate purpose. That helps my purpose to, 
you know, engage my brain. I mean, so there's, there's different ones kind of, there's your main life purpose that you're working towards, but then all these other little things help you to achieve that, you know, and even if you're doing something right now where you're like, I don't feel like I'm in my purpose right now, you know, God uses those, those times to refine us, to develop us, to help us when we, we finally step into whatever it is that he's calling us to do. You know, there's so many times in my life where I know that I was doing something. I'm just like, what am I doing here? This feels like I'm just spinning my wheels. Well, you know, I come out of that experience and <clears throat> start to serve, you know, in recovery ministry, which I feel more is what I'm you know, called to do. And in those past experiences, uh, while not directly related to recovery ministry, have helped me to do better in recovery ministry. And so, um, you know, for, for if you or if you're active uh, addiction and you're trying to you know, and you're starting into recovery, uh, one of the, the things that you're going to benefit the most out of from, from your past experiences is as you get clean and sober and start living out the life that God calls you to do is sharing your experience. You know, that's one of the, if you look at our, any of our, um, our, our previous videos where we have somebody here sharing their story, man, people's stories are powerful. And so, yeah. Uh, even though you went through this this awful part of your life, sharing that and helping other people realize that hey, if they did it, I can do it too, man. That's that's a fantastic way to use you know what what would be a dark period um, that contributes to your purpose now, which is to help others to to get out of that. So yeah. you know, purpose can mean so many different things, but it's it's just important that you you begin to work towards something. And so that's uh, key number three, and the number four is community. You know, we talk about this all the time, too, is that you're the people you surround yourself with um, are going to be one of the biggest indicators on if you're going to be successful or not. So if you're going to keep all your ride and dies at your trap house <laughs> and, and be like, no, I'm going to do everything exactly the same, except I'm going to stop using drugs or stop drinking alcohol. Uh, you're going to fail. Oh, yeah. You know, ten times out of ten. Yeah. Um, so you have to start changing relationships. You have to build a community that's supportive. You have to build a community around yourself that aren't going to tempt you into doing the thing that you're trying to get out of, you know. Um, that's you ridiculous. Just, yeah. I know. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? To think that would work. Um, yeah. If, if you are trying to stop, you know, drinking alcohol and you're just hanging around with people who are like, hey, you want to drink? Hey, you want to drink? Hey, you want to drink? No, I'm stopping. Oh, that's nice. You want to drink? You're not gonna. You're not gonna succeed. Yeah. You know, um, and if those people can't get behind you in your, in, in the, the positive direction you're trying to make in your life, um, they're not gonna encourage you. They're not gonna help support you. And they're not. Gonna, they're gonna bring you back down to their level every single time. They don't want to feel guilty about what they're doing, so they're gonna try to bring you back down to what to, to just like them. And, yeah. and so you're gonna have to develop a community, a support system around you that's encouraging, that's loving that's um, empowering that's going to tell you to to knock off the stupid stuff um where in the world would i find people like that well the first part of that the church now sometimes that last part of the church sometimes we're nicer than god <laughs> and we don't want to confront each other about things yeah but um but yeah uh maybe church huh. that, that would be the first place a good a good bible believing christ-centered church <laughs> You know, so qualifier on it. Yeah, well, yeah, you do, cause man, um, there's a there's some churches going around now, man. They just say, oh yeah, come as you are, stay as you are. It's cool. Yeah, yep. God's totally cool with all your sin and yep. and everything. God so, is love. Yep, God is love, and, totally, and love says everything you do is fine. Um, yes. That's sarcasm, in case you didn't pick up on that. Uh, but yeah, community is, is so important. It's so important that we do have healthy people around us, um, that speak truth. Um, Caleb and I are truth tellers that doesn't always win us a lot of friends. Um, and, and sometimes people get mad at us. Um, I've recently had some people angry with me and I, everything I said was out of love, um, because I love, um, <laughs> but what about their feelings? Yeah, I had, I had to say things and, you know, then they, you know, had that mindset of, um, uh, you know that they're being judged and or this that and the other and it's like no i'm just uh being honest being honest with with where you're at and, and what you need to do you know that's a healthy community and that's not always comfortable take with, the plank out of your own eye yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and so when people have addressed things in my life it's not always comfortable but it's good it's good for us and so finding people that that support us that that are honest with us and then that, that we're honest with 
I see so often uh, people bending the truth, looking for accolades rather than um, really, you know, pursuing help. Um, and so that leads them to be dishonest, to withhold things, uh, looking for sympathy mm -hmm. and empathy when, you know, real help sometimes is a, a swift kick in the rear and the hard truth. And so we, we need to find a, a healthy group of people that, that that's our community. We're not looking for uh, people who just go along with what we want to do that are good drinking buddies or uh, party partners or um, any of that. We're looking for people that, that are as invested in our growth um, and our health, our home, and our purpose as we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're posting for the 17th time, you know, about how tough life is but you're going to persevere even though you haven't changed anything in the 16 prior times um, you're not looking for truth or honesty you're looking yeah. for sympathy yeah. and and uh, you know so knock that crap off because <laughs> that's you know the reason I bring that up is because again that's not that's not community if you that's we have this this made up idea of community on social media that you know oh, i'll post this and get a bunch of sympathy for myself and then not do anything that's not helping you right all it's doing is you're, you're feeling sorry for yourself you're looking for more people to feel sorry for you and so i'm going to post uh, this fake oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do this thing and no intention of actually doing anything different because um, you haven't done any of these other things we're not changing anything about our lives we're not changing anything about our community we're not changing anything about our health we're just gonna, but I, I just, you know, if I just get people to feel sorry for me, well, way to go. You're, you got people to feel sorry for you. Some made up, you know, relationships on Facebook. Um, but you haven't changed anything. You're not doing anything different. You're not being challenged. You're not being told the truth. Um, so knock that crap off. Um, that doesn't help you. Uh, it, it gives you a little bit of a hit of a dopamine, which is more of an addiction. Yeah. And, um, <coughs> you know that that is not community all right community is not on facebook community is in real life and that means and, I, and I, hey and i've said this many a time as it as one of the the biggest introverts i know uh, if i'm saying it that i need it then everybody needs it you yeah. know because um, you know like you know aaron was saying at the beginning there you know when we were honest sometimes it does cost us friends you know some people don't well you know i don't want to talk to him because you know he's mean means translates into i'm honest yeah. sometimes <clears throat> i'm sure delivery could do some work but uh i'm okay with that you know because i don't need a lot of friends uh but i need a community i do need social i need social support i need people to be around me do i need need people to say hey you know we get that from time to time hey uh, you know i don't like the way you say this or i don't think you should say that um you may you, you know maybe you're too blunt or maybe you shouldn't be so critical or whatever and, and you know obviously there's the initial defensiveness that we get you you want to defend your actions but you know stop and listen to that the the truth and say okay is this an area that i could improve in you know are they are they trying to are they trying to help me i mean, even if they aren't trying to help me if they're just trying to be insulting i still listen to it and be like well maybe they're right yeah you know i mean maybe there's something i can do better there um uh, but that you know so much of what we do now um community is not does not include people that are truthful with us or honest with us or confronting with us um, because we don't like to be uncomfortable and we don't want um, and that's on both sides nobody wants to be honest with anybody else because um, um, they uh, they don't because it makes them uncomfortable and then obviously we don't want people around us that are um, are honest with us because we don't want to be uncomfortable we don't want to be told that what we're doing is not right we want everything everything to everybody to always tell us everything we do is right um, so uh, that doesn't make for a healthy, healthy community on either side. Yeah, you know, and uh, social media has further distorted our, our view of community um, and what its purpose should be, what the biblical purpose should be. And it has created um, this mindset that um, is devoid of any meaningful connections where we present things with the sole intent of, of receiving accolades and um that that's that's the driving um that's that's the agenda that drives everything there and so when we do that everything's surface level um 
Heck, I mean, you look at uh, social media now, it's, it's against community standards to say anything that might hurt feelings. Well, sometimes truth hurts feelings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's created an environment that's that's saying you can't do the healthy thing here. You can't, you can't present something um, that somebody might find offensive. Well, people have told me things that I'm quite offended. It didn't mean they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that, that becomes the kind of the picture that we hold up of th- this should be this is the way it should be yeah. and, and here in the real world you're, you're being rude to me and i'm going to report you uh <laughs> thought like, crimes yeah uh it's just ridiculous and um we, we've got to shift from that so if you're pursuing change in your life um you need to really evaluate your community the, the real community of, of real people physical people in your life that you engage with and how you engage with them yeah no that's good I, and i'm I, yeah, I mean, you know, we just can't overemphasize the, the the importance of having a strong support structure when you are in recovery. Yeah. I mean, and I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it, the top two things that will drag you back into addiction is one, uh, romantic relationships, um, just jumping from bed to bed with toxic people, and then two, your your support, your friends, your friend circle. You know, yeah. that's, we always see it, you know, oh, I'm clean, but I'm still hanging out with this one guy, one or one girl that, you know, introduced me to whatever it is I struggled with. It's like, okay. Well, we'll see you, you know, here in a few months. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll, uh, you know, well, we were just celebrating something. And so anyway, I think that's, uh, so that's it. The four, the four keys to recovery that, uh, we got off the internet, <laughs> <laughs> health, home, Hey, we Purpose put a lot community. of thought into this. We did. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> but health, home, purpose, and community. Um, you know, write them down, tattoo them on your wrist so you don't forget, you know, things like that. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we hope that you found this uh, episode to be beneficial, that it encourages you, um, guides you, directs you, um, challenges you, uh, most importantly. But we are grateful that you guys just uh, engaged, connected with us, stuck, stuck with us through today's episode. Um, again, be sure to check us out on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. If you have any questions, concerns, you can reach out to us um, through the church office, 918-283-2221 or info at cedarpoint.church. But uh, we do. We love you guys. We're grateful for you. We'll see you right back here next week.